listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 It was Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers who continue to try and play coy that they know or they may not know at the top of the draft with the number three pick who they're going to take. But as of right now, the odds would indicate that it would be Mac Jones. Chris Sims, who's got a relationship with Kyle Shanahan, he thinks they're going to be taking Mac Jones. So that's the feeling so far as we wait and await the 49ers making a pick that seems months and months in the making coming up on Thursday. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm actually starting to think about, and Jonas, maybe you can brainstorm on this, we should have certified takes, as in, because what we know now is as people get more and more savvy about sports talk as as the um, personalities, as the host, is they say everything once, and then they got it on tape, right? And they find a way to caveat it, you know, it's like... Uh, you know, I I don't think they're going to win, but I tell you, if so-and-so does well running the ball, they could win. And next week, it's like, hey, look, I said they could win. And <laughs> to me, I think there needs to be a list. Like, go to pregame.com slash takes, and that we have cert- – we, we probably need to have theme music around it, that this is a certified – it's almost like making a bet, right? You need a transit. Show me the receipts, as they say. Well, I am going to go out on a limb here. I believe this statement tells us who the quarterback's going to be. So I'm going to read this from Shanahan. And he said, do we know exactly who we want? Maybe, probably, but maybe not. I don't feel like we need to say that. And that's not just for our case, but lots of stuff happens between now and the draft. And we don't want the whole league knowing exactly what you're doing in four days before the draft. Does that sound like someone that's uncertain? It does. No. It sounds like his only thought is how to couch it, how to obscure it in a way that, you know, maybe gives it less attention, maybe gives it more attention. I don't know. Right. Do, I know like Jimmy, uh, I know Jerry Jones wants attention. Right. Does, does Shanahan? I mean, if he was a new coach that was, you know, we didn't, like the Eagles coach Sirianni or something. Yeah, probably want attention. But Shanahan gets a ton of it. My sense is he's trying to tamp things down, but forget that. Here's what matters. We know that their intention was Mac Jones. Their intention when they made the trade was Mac Jones. If they were changing that, would he seem so calm? Would he be so focused on seemingly the messaging as opposed to the truth? Would he even be doing an interview? Like by coming out and speaking... There was no obligation to speak today. Uh, I mean, right. we happen to have the first cousin of Kyle Shanahan in the studio, <laughs> Mackenzie Rivers. You could check it out. Uh, first cousins. Now, um, what do you think of my theory here that this is a man who is not in the midst of a decision? He's a man that's putting a bow on a decision already made. Yeah, when you already have time to before the draft to sit back and call a press conference and answer questions and be vague and play around with the media and talk about whether or not somebody's going to be alive on on Sunday, that leads me to believe that you're pretty certain the guy you want is going to be there and you're holding all the cards. And I would make the case they would have never made the trade if they didn't like exactly. the two that were going ahead of them. Yeah. So I think they'd probably – now that's an interesting question. Assume it's Mac Jones. Or let's assume it's whomever. It doesn't even matter. Do you think that that whoever they take, and I think it will be Mac Jones, and that's what I'm going to go on a limb on, 
we've already made bets on it, but I'm I'm just going to say this to me locks it in. But and then we're going to get McKenzie's thoughts here. But I wonder if it is Mac Jones, would they rather either of the first two picks? You know, either the first two quarterbacks. Yeah. Because if you really love Mac Jones, in a way, you almost feel like you don't trade up for that much if you're getting your third favorite quarterback. Yeah. You might love that third quarterback, but it's still your third choice in a draft. It kind of is interesting to think if the 49ers had the second pick, would they take the same quarterback they're going to take with the third? But real quick... Let's get McKenzie, who does know Kyle quite well as first cousins. Is does it feel like to you that Kyle, that what you know of him? And again, no inside information. We're not asking for that. And I, you know, you don't have it, or we would have been batting it already. But is <laughs> not true inside info. You know what I'm saying? Is how, what do you think the meaning of this is? Am I correct? He definitely seems standoffish, like. He's made up his mind, and now he's trying to reconcile that with, you know, kind of a combative media. It would almost seem like that. So I think he's, I think he's 100% decided, and we'll see. We'll see on Thursday. I, I, I still think it's Trey Lance just from watching, you know, the Shanahan's offense for so long, how much play action they do. But I don't know. I really don't. I'd well, say Mac Jones. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think I, I. Do you see today as standoffish because? As we kind of intimated, and, and Jonas said more explicitly, they there was no obligation to have a press conference today. So if anything, this feels like what I said last week, which is you're making a decision that a lot of people are going to disagree with, Mac Jones. And what you want to do is you want it out there, being discussed as much as possible before the draft because it takes the air out of it when the surprise – when it – you know. We said this before, but it's such a profound point. If they didn't say a word, if there wasn't one leak, what would the odds be right now? The odds would be Justin Fields, like minus yep. 220. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Lance might be plus, you know, 150, and Mac Jones would be eight to one. Right. There was no sense that Mac Jones, I mean, when the, this trade happened, if you went back and listened to the shows, Mac Jones, our show, any show, I don't think Mac Jones' name came up the day of the trade. I mean, no. not, did it? Well, do you, did, Jones? No. And there was actually, there was talk about Mac Jones going in the 20s, that, that, that he was going to fall to the 20s. And, you know, he's going to, you know, Mac Jones is going to be a first round quarterback because, you know, quarterbacks are always taken higher than they should be. And that was when he was projected to go in the 20s. Now he's going to be a top three pick. Nobody had that. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I would make the following case. Jimmy G is the best example I can think of in recent memory that the whole concept of the best, uh, how's that go? Uh, the best ability is availability. Yeah. All right. And because I would make the case, if you just looked at him when he played and he was healthy, because for the first time, I would make the case last year he played, you know, three games maybe that he was really hobbled. And you got to give him credit in a way for going out there. He does seem fragile in some ways for an NFL guy. But if you take, you know, even if you don't take those games away, his stats are better than a guy that you got to jettison. Like Goff is in one place and Jimmy G is significantly better quarterback. Uh, but if he, he's played less than half the games. And if you're not on the field, 
how much are you worth? Well, in theory, you're worth about half as much. You know, let's say Jimmy G is what the 12th best quarterback, which seems high, but when he's on the field, yeah. But if he's only on the field half the time, what's he worth? Is he is it 24th now? Does he cut in half? I don't. I, it might be lower than that because now, now you got to pay a real backup. If you know the guy mostly is going to be out half the time, I'm not sure how that even works. He'd be the perfect backup. Yeah. Right. Which is why I wonder, Jonas, they must. They must have a premonition about Mac Jones because you think at minimum, especially in a pand, you know, there's still the lingering pandemic stuff where the off season is going to be affected and all that. And I'm not judging out in society what you're supposed to be doing. I'm saying that for NFL, it's going to be affected, and that means a rookie quarterback is going to be uh, a little bit behind his development. And I do think. The fact that they're talking about Jimmy G being traded so explicitly is another sign that it's Mac Jones because there's yeah. no doubt Mac Jones is so much more NFL ready today than Trey Lance. So McKenzie's not thinking about that when he makes his <laughs> Trey Lance prediction. But how, what do you say about that? Is is do they trade? Now, unless you're calling Peter King a liar, and I don't think you are, is if they're trying to trade Jimmy G and they're going to relent and take a number two. That means that they must think that their quarterback is going to be mighty, that the one they're drafting, mighty ready for the NFL. Do you believe Trey Lance is mighty ready for the NFL? I do not believe Trey Lance is mighty ready for the NFL. And isn't it interesting? They're saying exactly, our understanding is exactly what they would want if it was a smokescreen, no? I mean, everyone's 100% convinced they're looking for the NFL ready guy. Jimmy G's 24 and 8 straight up with the Niners. But what, 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 again, we're back to the same thing. So you think they're lying? So what, what the Shanahan, what Kyle Shanahan figured was, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a big smoke screen. Now, I'm not sure what the yield on it is, but because no one's been able to explain that to me yet. But <laughs> and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to burn Adam Schefter, and I'm going to burn Peter King. That's Close family two, friend. That's the two that I really want to you know get against me when you know. I mean, come on, right? When Peter King is telling us you know on the herd. Quoting things like, you know, they're not going to get a one. They're going to settle for a two. They lowering like their asking price. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, I get. There's a thing called um, confirmation <laughs> bias. You're really trying to like, and and maybe there's a little cognitive dissonance in here. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, let's just say this. I'll book you on Trey. How much do you want to bet on Trey Lance <laughs> plus two fifty? Hundred to win two fifty. You want that? Yeah. Book it. Yeah. You know, Jonas, right. you, you, you wonder why I do this show. It's because I make more money betting. <laughs> so do you agree with me, Jonas, that, that uh, one, if they are tr- – if Peter King's being told the truth, that this shows a massive amount of uh, optimism, confidence in yeah. the quarterback they're going to take, and doesn't that point to Mac Jones? Yeah, no. If it's if you're looking at a guy who's going to be ready to go right now, everything we've heard about Mac Jones is he's the guy. He's the most ready to play right now, ready to fit into that system. And the fact that they're that if, if Garoppolo uh, is really this close to getting traded just leads me to believe more and more that it's going to be Mac Jones who's the pick. Because 
if if you get Trey Lance, a guy who doesn't have a lot of starts in his college career, doesn't have many starts as a quarterback, period, in his football career. And the competition. Yeah, exactly. In that division, you're going to throw him into that and have him deal with guys like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey twice a year in his first year. I just It doesn't make all the sense in the world. Uh, I, I just think this is another sign that it points to Mac Jones. I do wonder, though, when they actually pull the trigger on Garoppolo because they might wait this thing out if there's an injury in camp or something like that, maybe somebody's willing to give them a little bit more for it. So I'm just curious when they actually pull, make the move and actually trade See, Jimmy. I think you're right, but I think there's a bigger factor. And that's Jonas Knox. I'm RJ Bo. We're straight out of Vegas. I think there's a bigger factor, which is the locker room. You know, apparently Jimmy G is very popular. Yeah. A- and in general, you don't want the popular guy there after his job. I mean, you've seen it in high school, right? And, and I mean, in like Beverly Hills 90210 or something, the one guy's on the way out, other guy's on the way in, and it's, you know, sides are taken. And I part of me thought they'd keep him because if you actually look at the times that established quarterbacks had their replacement drafted, you know, we could look at Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and Alex Smith back with Kansas City. Me, you know, meet that criteria. And there was one more recently. Mm, I'm not. Oh, uh, huh. I'm. I'm. Free. Well, I guess we could say Carson Wentz. You know, but obviously that didn't go well. But I would make the case Carson Wentz wasn't super established, but he was right. The perception was he yeah. was. And there was one more I'm forgetting uh, recently that the guy had a, a really good year. And oh, Tom Brady with Jimmy G is. I mean, we talked about this. It had been nine years since Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. Jimmy G gets drafted, and they win three in the next five years. Coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Was was Aaron Rodgers? A, I mean, coincidence that that the one time Brady pulled his trump card of how great he was was he you know went around Belichick by by, by reports and went to Kraft and said, "Get rid of this guy." He he he's better looking than me. He, got, he cannot <laughs> he cannot be in this locker room. And, I mean, in a way, you think, oh, Tom Brady's bigger than that. But you know what? Tom Brady was a type he never wanted his backups to even get a snap. Like, like literally, wasn't it funny? They'd be week 17, and they'd be playing in the snow. And I, I, I think that was the Bears that game, but they were winning like 45-3. to three, and, and Brady's still in the game. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 and that's because, by all accounts, he never wanted to give his backup any Oxygen. Uh, Peyton Manning, I heard, was the same way as well, too. There's that video out where Brock Osweiler thinks he's going into the game, so he goes to grab his helmet only to find out that Peyton Manning went back out there. So he just turns around and goes back to the bench. Well, <laughs> listen, if you're keeping Osweiler out of the game, that's just good thinking. <laughs> I mean, I don't care what the circumstances are. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is. Year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've got some NBA action coming up later on tonight on TNT. It's a 9.30 Eastern time tip, and right now on pregame.com, the Warriors hosting the Mavericks are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Has there been one game? Luka is not supposed to play. He could, 
But this market price is telling us Luke is not playing. That's what it's saying. Now, it could change, but assuming he doesn't, and if he did play, it'd be right around Pickham. And this is noteworthy. Luca is currently as valuable to his team per game, the number of points, as any t- player in the NBA. LeBron, Luca, whoever you want to put in that category, and you, we can debate it, uh, about five and a half or six points. And that's where Luca is worth. And I'm only saying the line would adjust about five because the current number assumes there's a small chance he's going to play. But how many games have we had this year? I would say less than 10% of the marquee games this year have had even the four best players in it, meaning the two best from one team, the two best from the other, are the big four on the two teams playing in this game. And I would say that the biggest games of the year, like even the 20 biggest games, I mean, has there even been a handful that all four of the big boys played? I I can't even I, I would have I mean to go it's back it's a play. small percentage yeah isn't it? it it doesn't feel like a lot I've actually thought about that recently how that was one of the big sticking points for ESPN and Turner and these networks that paid this huge price for the for the rights to show these games like it's not like the primetime game stars are sitting out now it's not even just the the games that aren't being aired nationally it's even these national games are just choosing not to play and. I think some of that is that the players are upset about, even though they're splitting the revenue, they're upset the way the NBA pushed through the early start to the season. And listen, there are more injuries, like legit injuries than usual. And you can see why if that's your, you know, every time you can play a year, you're making 25 or 30 million. You don't want to miss many years. I mean, like from injury, uh, meaning at the end of your career. So I totally get why they would want safe conditions. It's just... (laughs) The NBA to get that last ten percent out of the you know from the the people you know the um uh, the stations networks paying for it are you hurting the game because I'm talking about serious NBA people that love the NBA league pass people are saying this has been the worst regular season to watch and I mean you watch a lot of games would you agree with that? Yeah, it's been pretty bad. There's been uh, – I noticed it even early on in the season where it just felt like there were, you know, 20, 30-point blowouts. And it just – I mean, Kevin Love last night basically gave up. I mean, had to apologize to teammates afterwards. You mean last year or last night? Last I, night. <laughs> just, yeah, just just gave up, just just kind of tossed the ball away and walked off and, and yeah. had to apologize after it. It's just – it's not a good look. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.